Welcome to Bravo Breaking News live with Kim and Lisa. Yes, that's right. If you're watching on YouTube, you may notice that things look a little differently. Our editor is out of town this week, so we are going to be recapping Real Housewives of New York live, unedited, and unfiltered. Yes, nevertheless, we must persist. We must talk Bravo. And uh, we're, I'm excited to be doing something new, to be doing this live. Yeah, me too. So just roll with us. Roll with the punches. I'm going to make mistakes and I may say things that I may regret later. So just listen <laughs> and find out. Um, but this week, the Roni ladies are in paradise, but it is not all white sand and topless photo shoots. Yeah, so we're going to get into Bryn and Aaron's makeup and then shakeup. Um, we're going to get into Jenna and Sai's revelations about their upbringings. We are going to talk about why Uba and Jessel need to be the PR ambassadors for the entire continent of A Africa tourism. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. That's right. We're going to get into it all. But before we do, of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. Okay, so we basically had three scenes in this entire episode and they were all centered around a meal. So I, I just hope that Sai was happy. I mean, this was her vacation and she said, she told us, you know, everything is like eat and then rest and then eat and then go to the beach and then you eat and then you, you know, have some cocktails. So we certainly have a lot of food on this trip and, you know, I, I'm happy for her. Um, we open with dinner on night one and then we kind of go to breakfast on day two and lunch on day two. There's a little sprinkle of a beach scene in there, but that's pretty much the, like there were very few scenes in this episode. Yeah. I mean, with Sai hosting a trip, I really wouldn't expect it any other way. Um, it's going to revolve around food and I'm here for it, I guess, even though the constant complaining about the food with Sai is getting old. Um, but we pick up on the first day and they're getting ready to go to dinner that night. Um, so of course the iconic sprinter van shows up to take the ladies to dinner and they have Jenna sitting in the back and Aaron like makes a comment like, oh, it's like coach. And <laughs> I have a feeling this is just the first of many backhanded comments that they are going to make to Jenna about the whole coach situation, which let's just talk about that for a second, because we didn't get to talk yes. about this last week. So of course, we know that Jenna flew a day early and she admits that it was because she feels self-conscious about her body. She doesn't want to, you know, she wants to tan before she, the other ladies arrive because, you know, she doesn't like the way she looks. Her, she has, you know, a condition that, you know, means that she has you know, splotches all over her body. And then we get the little, you know, 
hint that maybe she also has a little ulterior motive that she doesn't want to fly coach with the rest of the ladies. Now, I have a take on this, but I want to hear your take. Okay, why would she want to fly coach? If you have the means to not fly coach, why would you ever want to fly coach? And I'm also annoyed at production because why are they booking a flight for these ladies that does not have first class or business class? It makes zero sense. Like, what were they on Southwest? Or was it just that there was no first class seats available? Then find a different flight. I don't know. Figure it out. But I do not need my housewives traveling coach. Okay. I have to travel coach. I don't want to see that on my TV. I know. And like, bravo, I get it. This is like a season one show. Maybe the budgets aren't as big for the reboot. But come on, we watch Housewives for the aspirational nature. I don't want my ladies flying coach. If Jenna wants to pay her own way and sit business class, that is her that is her prerogative. I am on team Jenna through and through. So I think yeah, and then I love agree. I love how the other ladies, you know, pretended like, oh, ew, like why would she ever do that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure all of you divas fly at least business class when you go somewhere. I just can't see Sai who brings her own toilet paper places to make sure that it's up to her standards, you know, being okay with, with flying coach. Exactly. Like make it make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Um, but anyway, so we're at the dinner table in Anguilla. And I think that it's actually pronounced Anguilla, I guess, because the title of the episode is Vanilla, not Anguilla. I don't know. Anyway, I always thought it was Anguilla. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no clue. If anyone knows, please, you know, let us tell us in the comments because I always thought it was Anguilla. And then they're saying Anguilla. And now we have Vanilla Anguilla. I don't know. Yes. Either way, please, it's beautiful. You, know, you learn something new every day. Um, every day. But the ladies are at dinner. Um, you know, Uba kind of starts talking about how she's nostalgic for home. You know, she says that Africa is basically paradise, but, you know, it doesn't really it's not perceived that way. And she wants to hire Jessel to do PR for the continent of Africa, which I'm, I'm, I'm here for, I would, I would be here for that. I think Jessel could take on Africa as her new PR client. I think that's a brilliant idea because I mean, she's right. When you see, you know, things about Africa in the media, it's usually, you know, looks very third world country, you know, lots of poverty and, Uba says, no, that's not the case. You know, of course that exists, but that's not, you know, that's not everywhere. And so I would love to see what they could do with a PR campaign for Africa. Me too. Me too. Um, but the conversation, of course, quickly shifts to the drama. And it's actually Jessel who makes a joke um, about the wife swap comment, of course, that Bryn brought up at Aaron's engagement party and is kind of, you know, the beginning of this major feud between them. So they they start talking around the table and they're like, Sai, would you care if this happened to your husband? Sai could give two shits. She really wouldn't care. But Uba, I don't know if she really believes that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, Uba is basically like, that's bullshit and you know it. You know that if someone was saying those things to your husband at your vow renewal, you know, nonetheless, they would absolutely be peeved about it. And so Uba is really stepping in and defending Aaron here. And I thought it was nice to see because no one really was defending Aaron up until this point. And you know, she just didn't, we didn't, we weren't really seeing that side. It seemed like everyone was taking Bryn's side on this. And so Bryn finally apologizes, but she apologizes for saying that Aaron's party was boring. She says, it wasn't really boring. I just said that because I wanted to hurt you. And so Aaron is like, okay, I mean, thanks for apologizing, but that's what you're sorry for? Yeah. Um, read the room, Bryn. I don't know. This wasn't what she wanted an apology for. And even though Bryn feels like maybe she didn't flirt with the husband, she is not admitting that maybe she should apologize for like how it's coming across or how Aaron took it. I don't know. But I do want to, you know, I stand Bryn. I love Bryn. Um, and I do want to read a comment that she left on Bravo Breaking News. If you guys don't follow Bravo Breaking News on Instagram, please do now um, because Bryn kind of set the record straight in my comments section a few weeks ago. So I posted the scene of her and Abe kind of, you know, making the wife swap comment. And she replied, it was totally the wrong time and place. What people don't know is I'm very close with Aaron and Abe. We're all the same age and they feel like my goofball friends from college. I tease them a lot about being perfect because they are honestly the perfect couple. So that's why I do little comedic bits. Even though it is a silly show where we have the pressure of 10 cameras waiting for you to not be a snooze fest, I felt bad after. Texted Aaron the very next morning after. Anniversary party was the wrong venue and I was wrong. I love them both and I'm super protective of their family. So this was interesting to me that she said this because first off, we're not hearing about this on the show. We're not hearing that Aaron mm -hmm. texted Bryn and apologized. And we're not really hearing that she feels bad about it at all. She is refusing to acknowledge or admit that it's actually what she did. So I don't know. What, yeah, what is your that, take on that? It, I mean, I was confused in the moment watching it. And then having you read this back is confusing me even more because so she had already felt bad about it, texted Aaron about it and apologized. Yet now when we're in dinner, what now, now that we're at dinner, she's not apologizing for it and saying she would never flirt with someone's husband. Bryn, you just naturally flirt. Like that's just her personality. And I, I, I love her too. I think she is so much fun. I think she's a great addition to this cast. But just own it, you know, just say, yes, I know sometimes I can get a little flirty. Obviously, it was not my intention to steal your husband away, but I acknowledge it was the wrong time and place. So I, I don't know if she's just doubling down on this and then it kind of takes them back and forth. And then Bryn comes up and says, you know, I actually think you owe me an apology. You know, I'm not getting any apologies here. And Aaron says, for what? And she says, for accusing me of something horrible 
like flirting with someone's a married man, flirting with someone's husband. And I'm like, the audacity, okay, to bring it back to, you know, Roni uh, 1.0 here, the audacity to say that she needs an apology from Aaron for this whole scenario is just wild to me. It's wild. Um, and I feel like we needed that backstory that she's giving us in the comment, you know, that yes. her and Abe and Aaron are all good friends. You know, it's like, you know, play fun, even though Aaron doesn't seem to think that she doesn't even seem to, you know, want to accept that it could have just been a joke or it could have just been playful fun, you know, like Jessel is trying to convince her of. Um, but yeah, I do not think that Aaron owes Bryn an apology <laughs> at all. Um, but I also think that, you know, I don't know, learn to take a joke, guys, at the same time. I, I don't think she was serious. Even if Aaron took it the wrong way, it, it was really playful. They were both laughing, like she said. I don't know. I this feel is like a tough Abe, one though, I feel like Abe was laughing just because he was uncomfortable and he's, you know, they're friends. So he's just going to like laugh it off. But I, I disagree. I do think that if it was me, I would say, don't say that shit at my vow renewal, you know? Okay. It's fine to joke around, but she was taking it a bit far, I think like beyond the normal, you know, playful banter and it was at their party. So I don't know, I'd be pissed too, but they make up, you know, they hug it out and almost catch their hair on fire. And so we're all good. And then we we're turn all good. to, yeah. So then we turn the, like the spotlight gets swung over to Jenna yeah. So yes, now Jenna is in the hot seat and the ladies are going to come after her. And it's still about the whole flying coach thing. And Jenna is really, really trying to convince them. Like, do you really, really believe that flying coach is the reason why I didn't fly with you guys? Like, no, she's also blaming it on, you know, when Aaron came over and she told her that she had just had surgery. She was post anesthesia. She's like, you know, I shouldn't be held accountable for anything I said during that time, basically. Um, and the ladies share that they were they were mad at Jenna for for not joining them because they actually wanted her to be there. And basically, Jenna's saying it didn't really occur to her that they would, you know, want to fly with her. She, you know, she, I think it was really just a harmless, you know, situation. And she was kind of thinking about herself, but in an understandable way. Um, and then the ladies just kind of keep hounding her, you know, they're like, you're not opening up to us. The only way we connect is you give gifts. And then they show this montage of all the gifts that Jenna has given them. Like what's wrong with gifts? I love gifts. If my friend gave me a gift every time they saw me, like love, like love you best friends. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't think that Jenna is doing this purposefully. I think you just have to accept people how they are. And, you know, she talks about then they bring up the whole issue with the, the name thing. Like, I cannot, I cannot with that. Please give me your thoughts on the whole yeah. Judith slash Jenna issue. I'm with Jenna on this one. What is she supposed to do? Just bring it up out of nowhere? No, she's been going by Jenna for, you know, 30 years at this point, presumably. So it, she probably doesn't even rem like realize that she needs to tell people. And she doesn't need to tell people that. And she was like, when was I supposed to bring it up? You know, at Bryn's giving when Bryn was talking about her upbringing and everyone was kind of, 
you know, supporting her and coming together around Bryn. And then Jenna would have just been like, oh, hey, guys, by the name, by the way, my real name is Judith. No, that doesn't make any sense. So why would she need to bring this up? It just, they just seem like they're on her just because they want to be on her about something and leave Jenna Lyons alone. Leave Jenna Lyons alone. Let her live her life and stop questioning every little thing. If like this new group of friends that I was hanging out with started to question all of my actions, every right. single thing I said, every single thing I did, how I said it, I would be like, sorry, I'm out. Like, yeah, I don't need this. Jenna is in her 50s. I'm sure she realizes like, I, I don't need toxicity. I don't. I don't need friends like this in my life. I know she's on yeah. a TV show, so it's a little different scenario, but come on, come on. Yeah. And I mean, she gives us more backstory in this moment to kind of explain how opening up is a foreign concept to her, you know, growing up, she did not have noise in the house at all. Her mom was a piano teacher. So she had, and she had severe Asperger's, which Jenna found out later in life. And so she grew up in a house with no noise. She said, you know, there were no emotions. I'm sure there were no I love yous. And so Jenna wasn't used to an environment with lots of friends around that want to hear about you and these, you know, safe spaces. And I, I get that. And so she's kind of asking them, look, give me the benefit of the doubt. Instead of leaping to the worst conclusion all the time, you know, maybe take a step back and try and see that it wasn't coming from a bad place. And I think that's such a fair ask. I agree. I I agree. I think we have some people in the comments that are agreeing with us. Like, leave Jenna alone. Just stop. Um, we learn, you know, the ladies wake up on day two and we get another, you know, kind of example of you don't know what people are going through. You don't know their past. You don't know their upbringing. So just like, just you know, hold your horses before you try to judge them or make comments about something that they're doing. So the ladies wake up, um, we see them kind of gather at breakfast. Um, you know, Uba kind of makes a comment about Bryn that she is just a little too much and that, you know, she's going to go meditate before she kind of um, steps into the lion's den, which I'm, I'm here for. Um, so Jenna arrives at breakfast and I feel like she's still kind of holding on to some emotions from the night before because she's mm -hmm. upset. You know, the ladies are like, oh, we know you're going through a breakup. And I, I'm sure that's part of it. But also they were kind of hounding her at dinner right. the night before. Um, so, you know, she kind of explains that, you know, she tends to smother people because she didn't have affection growing up. And this could have been a part of her relationship issues. And it's really sad. Um, Sai then kind of opens up that she tends to do the same. And then she talks about how her mom was an alcoholic growing up um, and how she kind of became a person who was no longer her mother. And again, um, this makes me feel for Sai. You know, we kind of get on her a bit for complaining about food and complaining about things and stuff like that. But again, like, this could all kind of lead back to how you were raised and a little bit about your upbringing and, and, and what you're going through. So this was really nice to hear a little bit more about, about size background. Yeah. I mean, this was definitely a heavier episode and there've been several of these Roni moments that have been, you know, very real life and not just surface level stuff. And I totally appreciate it. I think it's, 
it's allowing us to connect with these ladies on a deeper level than we get to a lot of the times. And so I, you know, I'm into it, but, you know, Sai talks about how basically, you know, her mom kind of died alone. She got to see her in the hospital while she was on life support. And then she had to make the decision to take her off life support. And she shares that her mom's ashes are sitting in her closet in a shopping bag. And oh, my Carrie Bradshaw, I could I couldn't believe the parallels between between the two. Um, and then we get Jessel saying, well, I hope it was an Hermes bag or a Chanel bag and not just, you know, Target or Walmart. And, you know, knowing Sai, I'm sure it was a top tier. It is a top tier shopping bag. But, um, you know, she's really giving us a lot. Yeah, no, um, you heard it here first. If I decide to get cremated, I would like to be preserved in a Chanel shopping bag. Um, so if my husband or anybody is listening, just just note that for the future. Um, but anyway, that was that was, you know, hard, really, really hard to watch. But the ladies kind of, you know, tried to lighten the mood and, and make her feel better. And I guess she was going to, you know, use the ashes to like plant a tree or something like that. So I love that you know, idea. Yeah, me too. And the ladies are really, really opening up. So I think that it's good. We're forming deeper connections with them. They're forming deeper connections with each other. So, so I like that. So then, you know, they pick up from lunch and they head to the beach and we have a little fun, um, you know, Aaron and Bran are kind of joking around saying that they want to get Jessel drunk and like, um, take pictures of her and send to Pavit, you know, maybe some sexy pics. And I'm here for it. You know, Jessel's having fun. They're all having fun. And they're kind of like hyping her up, being her hype, their hype woman. And, mm -hmm. and I love that. I love that. And then we get a photo shoot. Jenna is directing and shooting the ladies. Um, and I just have to say, this is another moment where we are channeling OG Roni because it is giving Johan face Alex <laughs> McCord on the beach with the runway walk and the poses. And I just loved it. It's like, you know, the 2023 version of Johan face. Um, we have fabulous ladies. They're posing on the beach. And it was just such a fun moment. They were taking their tops off. And I don't know. I loved this scene. I mean, it was iconic, though. If you know, if Alex McCord was, let's say, like, I don't know, the Cosmo version, this was the Vanity Fair version. You have Jenna Lyons spontaneously creative directing a photo shoot. Uba, you know, gorgeous model, modeling for pictures. Then she takes the director's seat. She starts photographing. You know, they're giving direction. Jenna says, you know, let's take the top off and cover your boobs. Like, icon behavior. It was it was amazing. It was so, so good. I, I loved it. Um, so the ladies moved to their final meal of the episode. They have lunch after the beach and we get into a whole nother fight because Bryn is asked about her dating life and what seems like a very innocent, you know, normal mm -hmm. question turns into kind of a bomb dropping on the entire group. So you know, Bryn starts sharing, 
oh yeah, it's going good. You know, like sometimes I've had three dates in one day. Um, oh. But I am, you know, thinking about freezing my eggs and embryos because she is getting older. She really, really wants to have a family and settle down. That is her end goal. But at the end of the day, she hasn't found Mr. Right yet. So, um, you know, she starts talking about her experience at the at the clinics. And when she's filling out a form about the embryos, they're asking, who do you want to be the sperm donor? And so she picks up her phone and like scrolls through her, you know, contact list and is like, oh, him? Do I want him? And of course, we all know it's like she's making a joke out of it. Right. But Aaron immediately calls her out, who we know is still sensitive about the whole wife swap thing. And is like, I don't believe they asked you that. I, I, I don't believe anything you're saying. You're lying. And you're, I'm like, what? It was so odd. Like, I can totally see what Bryn was saying. She goes in for, you know, freezing her eggs. And they say, well, actually, it's much better to freeze embryos because they're more viable. Ariana said the same thing, you know. Thank God she never got her, her eggs fertilized by Tom. But they told her the same thing. And so, you know, then they, maybe there was a question saying like, do you know who your donor would be or something? And Bryn is paraphrasing and Bryn is, you know, making a bit out of it and embellishing to make it funny. Oh, so then I picked up my phone and started scrolling through and saying, hmm, do I want his sperm? I don't know. And Aaron takes it so literally, it's very odd and just calls her out. And I don't understand why. And she says, you know, no one, like, I don't believe that story. I don't believe that happened. What a weird thing to lie about. And what a weird thing to accuse her of lying about. So it just made this very awkward situation at the table. And no one really knew what to say. And I guess maybe Aaron is still holding on to some resentment, which seems weird because they seemed fine, the, you know, prior to this lunch. So I don't know. I don't know what, what got into Aaron. It, I don't know. I am flip-flopping to use a housewife's term between whose side I'm on every episode. It's kind of different. Um, you know, I love Aaron. I love Bryn. I'm also learning to love Jessel. I mean, you know, I love everybody in their own way, but this one I'm going to go team Bryn because Aaron is kind of reaching here. Oh, a hundred percent. But I think she even realizes it because I don't know. They, you know, they get back, they're going to dinner. Bryn decides she's just going to dip out of dinner. She's not going to join them. She says she's tired. And she even goes and tells Aaron this, which I think was a good move. You know, she mm -hmm. got Sai's approval. Um, Sai was totally <laughs> fine with it. And she goes and tells uh, Aaron about it too. And Aaron's, Aaron's fine with it. Um, she says she feels bad about making the comment and she apologizes so they end, they end on a good note. Yeah. And Erin kind of backpedaled too. She said, you know, I was joking and no, you weren't Erin, you weren't joking in that moment, but I'm glad that Bryn is choosing not to take it further and make a bigger thing out of it. So I do, I totally agree. It was the right move for her to go to Erin and just say, look, I'm not going to dinner, but it's not because I was mad at you at lunch. I don't know if that's true or not. We will see. But I thought that she handled that really well instead of just avoiding. Yeah. So we are going to, 
Whew, it is going to be a long season with Aaron and Bryn going at each other every single scene. Um, but, you know, I love the drama. I live for the drama. So I'm excited about it. Um, the, the trip will continue next week and we will finally get to find out what gets Uba so fired up that she rips Aaron's sunglasses off that iconic scene in the trailer that we've been waiting to see why we get to see it next week. And I can't wait. Yeah, I can't imagine what this is going to be about, but I'm excited to see it. So we will be back next week, um, and you better believe we're going to talk about it. So make sure you tune in, and we will see you guys soon. And for everybody tuning in live, thank you guys so much. This was our first live stream. I hope you enjoyed it. We will be posting this later on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well, so you can listen whenever you can. Bye. Bye, everyone.